0: To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and his name will be called the Prince of Peace. Christmas. A very warm welcome to St Bride's for this service on this Christmas morning. Wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We now begin with our opening prayer. Let us pray. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Therefore, let us seek the forgiveness of God through Jesus, the saviour of the world. Almighty God, our heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry confirm and strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our lord amen glory be to god on high glory Almighty God, you have given us your only begotten Son to take our nature upon him and, as at this time, to be born of a pure virgin. Grant that we who have been born again and made your children by adoption and grace may daily be renewed by your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The epistle is taken from Paul's letter to Titus, chapter 2, beginning at 11 verse. For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify for himself a people of
1: his own, who are zealous for good deeds. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered, And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
0: In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. I was in the process of preparing this sermon when the news broke that London was to go into Tier 4 lockdown restrictions, generating a tidal wave of anguish about the impact that this would have upon Christmas, both socially and economically. Most of us are, of course, sensible enough to recognise that you do not mess with coronavirus. For some who contract it, Its impact is mercifully minimal. Yet, far too many people have lost their lives or had their lives wrecked by its long term effects for us to be able to ignore the advice of medical experts. And yet, this latest news is still so hard to bear. We are forever being told that we live in a secular society in which religious faith is no longer relevant. And yet, as the health secretary has observed, people have a deep emotional attachment to Christmas. Indeed, even those people who would never think of attending a church service, those for whom Christmas is all about turkey and presents and Santa and family get-togethers, cannot completely escape that amazing story. The reason why we have any of those things in the first place. Christmas 2020 will be like no other. Many turkeys will remain unsold or uncooked. Some presents will remain undelivered. And families will feel divided rather than together, which hardly gives us cause for celebration. But perhaps this in itself invites us to pause for a moment and explore the Christmas story at a deeper level, to tell that story anew. To try to experience it as if for the first time. A young girl, heavily pregnant with her first child, a child that is not her husband's, has been forced to go on a long journey far from home. She is tired and she is anxious and she is frightened. Her child could arrive at any moment, and yet she and her husband do not even have a place to stay. She has never given birth before, but knows of its agonies and its dangers from observing what happens to the other women in her village. She and her husband arrive late at night in a city thronged with people to find that everywhere is full. There is no accommodation available anywhere. All she can do is weep from exhaustion and fear and despair. Taking pity on her plight, an innkeeper directs her and her husband to an animal shed behind his hostelry. At least she can find shelter from the elements there and a bit of warmth. And it is there at dead of night that her baby arrives, an event seen by no one but her husband and the animals looking on. And in that moment of stillness and calm that follows the long hours of pain and agony. She looks down at her beautiful, living, breathing child and suddenly her fear and despair evaporate. Her heart fills with unimaginable joy and the world suddenly feels like a different kind of place. My mum, who died many years ago, suffered from Alzheimer's which meant that by the end of her life she had great difficulty recognising anyone, even me. But the fascinating thing was that if ever I visited her taking with me one of our children, both of whom were tiny back then, her face would light up with joy and she would suddenly become alert and interested. She had no memory and virtually no language left, and yet she was completely transformed by the presence of a small child. It was quite remarkable to see. I saw a television documentary a few years ago about a very troubled young man from a difficult background who had been caught up in gang culture. He was in constant trouble with the police and appeared to be caught in a downward spiral of crime and violence. Remarkably and against all the odds, he managed to turn his life around completely. Indeed, the whole point of the documentary was that he had dedicated his life to helping disadvantaged youngsters like himself to construct a different kind of future. And do you know, the thing that had changed his life forever and enabled that transformation to happen was his own experience of becoming a father, He was so overwhelmed by the experience, so profoundly affected by the love he felt for the beautiful young child he held in his arms, and he was so determined to be a good father, even though he had never known a father of his own, that his own life was never the same again. Tiny babies can do that. And, incidentally, even if you don't happen to warm to babies or small children they still have a remarkable ability to demand our attention. Try surviving an overnight flight with someone screaming offspring in the row behind you and you will know what I am talking about. So isn't it interesting that when God chooses to enter our world, to draw us to himself and to offer us liberation and salvation and to make possible a new kind of future, he chooses to come to us in the form of Of a tiny baby, a child who enters the world with nothing, in the most dire and difficult of circumstances, yet whose arrival will radically change the whole of human history. Indeed, as the poet Elizabeth Jennings observed in some lines forming part of her poem, A Christmas Sequence, that remarkable birth, the moment when heaven touched earth was honoured by the whole of creation and a different kind of future suddenly became possible. He is so small, the stars bow down, the fierce winds ease their breath and careful shepherds look upon the one unsullied birth. They kneel and stare where time seems gone. And goodness rules the earth. The Christian God is a God who knows us better than we know ourselves, who loves us more than we could possibly imagine, whose readiness to forgive our failings and our shortcomings knows no bounds. And he knows us and loves us and forgives us precisely because he knows from the inside what it means to live as we do with all the difficulties and struggles and complexities and challenges and frustrations of ordinary human life. And he comes to meet us, whoever we are and wherever we are, in the here and now, which is surely the greatest miracle of all. Christmas will be tough this year. The pandemic has already brought so much heartache and heartbreak. And being kept apart from our loved ones at Christmas will undoubtedly make the toll of these difficult months even harder to bear. And yet, at the very heart of the Christmas story, that wonderful, life-giving, timeless truth still remains, untarnished and unchanged. New life can and will come. This, too will pass. We shall once again rejoice. So perhaps don't fret too much about the turkey and the presents. As John Betjeman wrote And is it true? And is it true this most tremendous tale of all, seen in a stained-glass window's hue, a baby in an ox's stall the maker of the stars and sea become a child on earth for me and is it true for if it is no loving fingers tying strings around those tissued fripperies the sweet and silly christmas things bath salts and inexpensive scent and hideous tie so kindly meant no love that in a family dwells, no caroling in frosty air, nor all the steeple-shaking bells can with this simple truth compare. That God was man in Palestine and lives today in bread and wine. Merry Christmas. Amen. Let us pray. Jesus, born of Mary, we give thanks for our families and our friends, and for all whom we love. We pray for any who will be sad or alone this Christmas. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus, cradled in a manger, we give thanks for our homes, for food, warmth, and safety. We pray for those who will sleep on the streets of our city over Christmas, for all who are homeless or who will go hungry this day, for all migrants and refugees torn from their homes and their families. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus, born in an animal shed, home of ox and ass, We give thanks for the wonderful gift of your creation. We pray in sorrow at our abuse of its resources and our failure to steward your gifts wisely and well. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus, worshipped by shepherds and kings, we pray for the leaders of the nations and for the peace of our world. Lord, In your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus, our Emmanuel, we pray for the sick and for the suffering and for all who are in particular need of our prayers this day. We pray for our doctors, for all members of the medical profession, for those who work in care homes and for members of our emergency services. Surround them with your love, Grant them courage and help them to know your presence with them now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Lord, receive the worship we offer in fellowship with Mary, Joseph and all the saints. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ amen will you please stand unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and his name shall be called the Prince of Peace the peace of the Lord be always with you It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks, because by the power of the Holy Spirit, he took our nature upon him and was born of the Virgin Mary, his mother, that being himself without sin, he might make us clean from all sin. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing. in the unity of the holy spirit with all who stand before you in earth and heaven we worship you father almighty in songs of everlasting praise blessing and honor and glory and power be yours forever and ever amen let us pray with confidence as our savior has taught us our father who art in heaven. with thanksgiving we do not presume to come to this your table merciful lord trusting in our own righteousness but in your manifold and great mercies we are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table but you are the same lord whose nature is always to have mercy grant us therefore gracious lord so to eat the flesh of your dear son jesus christ and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us.
2: Thank you.
0: Let us pray. God, our Father, whose word has come among us in the holy child of Bethlehem, may the light of faith illumine our hearts and shine in our words and deeds through him who is Christ the Lord. Amen. Almighty God. Christ, who by his incarnation gathered into one things earthly and heavenly, fill you with peace and goodwill, and make you partakers of the divine nature. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.